Hi and welcome to Square in the Circle, a podcast about how business owners in the creative industry balance the art and the business. For this episode, my guest is freelance videographer Alex Durham. I met Alex over a year ago through a networking group and I was instantly struck by her passion and enthusiasm for what she does. Additionally, she seemed to be constantly pushing herself to get better and learn new creative skills, which could then be transferred to her business. Alex was a perfect fit for the podcast, so I'm delighted to bring it to you today. We have a brilliant conversation about being a videographer and not a magician, the struggles of social media, hunting for your USP as a videographer, and being stuck in a creative rut and what you can do to get out of it. I'm your host, Benjamin Bowles from Benjamin Film and Photography, and welcome to Squaring the Circle. Alex Durham, videographer extraordinaire. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me on Squaring the Circle this morning. How are you? Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm really good, thank you. I hope you're well. Uh, I'm very well. I'm very well. So we're going to start where we always start, um, asking the same question. Um, how difficult you find it balancing the art and the business side to being self-employed? So, yeah, the art and the business, um, I always try and link it as actually it's the same thing of being a business owner is an art in itself anyway, no matter who you are. So it's it's challenging in the sense that you've got to think about absolutely everything and make sure everything is being done. And as well as being getting everything done, you've then got to be 100% creative in everything you're doing. So it's kind of like the power of multiple brains. I find it it can be a struggle sometimes of making sure that you've got like the right documents in place and things like that as a videographer, because you, being a videographer, it's not just about, oh, get the camera, shoot, okay, then edit. You've got to think about if you're in public highway, do you need a license for that? Do you need insurance? Do you need to let Kent Film Office know? Do you need to get paperwork for anyone who's under the age of 18? And those kind of things, and then getting permission for anyone who comes in shot. And it's it's like a whole film set and then in your head and then you've then got the business aspect and making sure that you're following all the protocols um, and then making sure that you're creative enough for the business as well which is always it can be hard enough just to be creative sometimes let alone then remember absolutely everything else but it's a it's a challenge but it's a positive challenge yeah it certainly is a challenge um when we came on the the call this morning i saw uh, just before we switched the video off I saw that you had an awesome videography top, which just says, I'm a videographer, not a magician. So, which, which I can relate to, but for anybody who maybe doesn't know too much about videography, what does, what does that mean? Basically in short, what we do is everything that a film set does, but for businesses and you will make sure you've got a creative script in theory, then storyboard it and then making sure you've then got all of the camera angles and people on set and doing stuff like that. Or sometimes it can be as simple as just going into someone's office and getting creative B-roll, which is overlays on top of um, audio, which is really good to kind of get creative for adverts on social media, for example, websites. And well, videos can be used near enough everywhere online um, and they're brilliant to advertise 
enterprise businesses and if you've got a creative videographer with you then you're lucky because it's so hard to sometimes get exciting videos for an accountant for example um but going on from that videography is just the the, the art of a film set but pre-made ready for smaller creation basically amazing very very well explained thank you um i love that so um at the very top of this conversation you were talking about some of the difficulties um in combining actually i really like what you said in terms of running a business is an art i really really like that um but for you what's the most if we're just concentrating on the business side rather than the creative side for the time being for you what is the most difficult part of that um contracts full stop really <laughs> just contracts. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> dependent on the the client the contract sometimes has to adjust every time to suit their needs and I've got my contract isn't particularly long and I do normally just use the same contract over and over again but making sure that that contract is in place and suited to that client can be so awkward and if they then don't read it and then you get to the end of the process and for example most of the time people get two sets of free revisions on the video product so they can change camera angle or some text or anything anything like that um and if they don't read the contract and then they kind of keep going through and going, oh, what new revision, new revision. And then obviously at the end, I'll then charge them for the hours over the, the free revisions. And then they're like, oh, why have I got this extra charge? I'm like, oh, it was in the contract. So okay. it's, it's making sure you have a contract, but then reinstating certain parts of that contract to them throughout the whole process. Because in all real, like realistically nobody reads every single t and c so you've got to make sure you highlight the main points of that contract so that they then don't get a surprise during the process for instance if you're going to v3 four five and a client and then you've got to add that on how do you feel about that because i know and obviously everybody's different and we've, we've got to earn money we've got to pay the bills and everything that that goes along with that but i always feel repeat custom um and having good reviews and just that great word of mouth is so vital for a self-employed person that potentially if i was to add x amount at the end and of course it is in the contract and things that potentially could scupper future work um does that come into your thinking at all i can go both ways in all honesty hmm. mainly because um again it depends on the client and the revisions there was one client that just kept on wanting more and more revisions and it lost me a week wow. um yeah so that was before i had the contract of the two free revisions and at the end of the day that then also forces them to look through the whole video deeper rather than going oh we can just change whatever we want whenever we want they look through the video deeper and they put all of the revisions together in one for whether they've got one video whether they've got 18 videos yeah and they put it all together so that they get that first set of free revisions it could be loads um but at the end of the day they're putting it all together rather than going oh yeah can you change the to at and can you then change that shot angle and then re-watch it and then it does it again it happens again they they actually focus down more and then they're more into the actual creation and editing and I try to explain about the fact that obviously I say one hour on set, not necessarily recording, is three hours in edit. So what they've got to remember is, yes, I may have only been in the office with you for two hours, but that is at least six hours of work yeah. that I could be doing in edit because it's maybe highly graphical or things like that. So that's kind of, 
I explain that to my clients as early on as possible. Um, I need to kind of adapt that in my process. Yes, yeah, absolutely right. Um, as you know, I do photography and, and videography, but on the videographer on the videography side, especially, the more I do it and the, the more years I'm in business, the more I realise that actually seventy five percent, I would say, of a successful project is before any camera is picked up. It's all in the pre planning, the storyboarding, just um, and as you say, it's just getting everybody on the same page, isn't it? 100% yeah definitely um, I I try and be as open as possible with my clients and in that sense but if a client has a specific need then obviously the the storyboarding and the planning and pre-production and all of that is so important because otherwise they're not going to achieve the objectives that they set on the the outset of a video basically. In any creative industry one of the, the main factors is obviously getting new work in uh, and getting new clients um how how do you do that what's your what's your overall marketing strategy networking is so important because any business needs to see what who's behind the business it's it's amazing i can show someone 20 videos that i've made um but until they met me until they can see the the bubbly side of the fact that i can be creative i can come up with cool ideas because you don't want to just show a video to someone and they go oh yeah i want that that's not the idea you've got to come up with something new creative for every single business so networking really helps me elaborate that in myself and then the next step is then doing breaking the norms of doing different types of things on the likes of LinkedIn and Instagram and showing off where I've been, who I am. And then that helps them me get referrals because they see, oh, she's gone and filmed a, an award ceremony or, oh, look, she's working in a pub today. And it really does help to kind of show off what you've been doing and where you are. So making sure you get loads of behind the scenes um, photos is always so important. Social media is one that um, I I don't mind admitting I really struggle with, not because um, getting the content out there or creating the content, but it's just having time. Something that we talk about on this podcast a lot is a, there's a, um, an on-running or ongoing theme, should I say, about working on the business or in the business and getting time to actually shoot, but also promote yourself. Is that something that just going back to social media is that something that you struggle with or or do you structure your day so you always have a bit of time to do that I 100% struggle with it um it's <laughs> social media for any business is difficult the fact that you're trying to promote your services as well as then do those services for people it's so it's so difficult and even if you do set time aside you don't necessarily get the right content out of there so I make sure that I'm portfolioing portfolioing that word that's i'll tell you what if it's not a word it bloody well should be that's cracking it should be portfolioing myself is yeah it's now a word um and online so they can see what i'm doing before i then implement the marketing strategy when i go into the godforsaken winter of the lull season which is never nice for a videographer when you lose the summer sun and everyone's like oh i don't want to film in the rain um and yeah so it is so difficult to keep up with social media and there's been weeks sometimes months at a time where I completely forgot to post anything um which then ruins then that kind of atmosphere and yeah it is it's so difficult because it, it's not a lack of ideas or anything like that it, like you said it's a lack of time and even if you outsource it to someone which is a high potential you don't necessarily know that they're then going to portray you as you so it's making sure you've got that trust in someone to portray you correctly um 
how did you this is a, a slightly tricky question because i think this is it's an ongoing process but how did you find your usp as a videographer um i don't i don't think i've actually tailored down my unique selling point right now um it's it's difficult and it does change all the time um and my unique selling point will follow um the thing that i'm learning that month and for example i was learning text animation and that was then my unique selling point for that month because i was actively learning that i could then post it online and be like oh this is what i'm learning this week let's work together and make something creative through this and then the month after that it would be photo editing and then the month after that it'll be stop motion animation and, and that they each month i have those different unique selling points but tailoring your your USP is is so important because otherwise people don't know what to expect from you um, and I haven't found my 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 top skill let's say at the moment as a videographer but I think the biggest fact for me is the fact uh, my biggest unique selling point for myself I think would be the fact that I'm so flexible um, and I can work around ideas and, and especially work with businesses that know they need video but they don't know what on earth they want to get done um, and then coming up with all of these creative ideas and just getting on with it and and they like the fact that I stay out of their hair as well and I just come and record and I come and make it and then I just get all excited and edit and yeah that's kind of me basically. <laughs> I think you do touch upon a couple of things there. Firstly, is that I think it's probably quite nice for people to hear that you don't actually have a, a USP or the USP changes depending on the skills you're learning and things. Um, because I think people do panic about, oh, what's my USP? What's my USP? How am I going to market? So I think that's really nice. And I'm exactly the same. Mine, um, I sort of, I have an idea of what I'm marketing is my unique selling point. And then depending on the next project, it can be something else, you know. So I think that's really nice to, to know that you haven't completely nailed that. It's actually comforting for others. Um, and also the, um, the importance of flexibility. All right, let's change, uh, let's change gears slightly now um, because you're actually looking at applying for a paid position. Now, what I thought was really interesting um, and it is a paid position in the creative industry. But what I found really interesting is the reason why. So you want to talk about that? I've found this in-house videographer job that I adore and it's great. And the reason why I've been looking to go in-house is because actually I haven't been able to progress on my skills as a freelancer as quickly as I wanted to. And what I mean by that is the fact that I've done, let's say, 20 of the same style of videos for businesses and it hasn't then allowed me to learn the likes of green screening or to develop on text animation and I haven't been able to explore new creative ideas because I haven't had people come up to me saying oh I want this and I haven't been able to learn it I think so far I've only had one client that has forced me to sit down and completely research and learn this whole new skill for them um, which was absolutely amazing and then it made me fall in love with the learning process so going for an in-house position it will allow me to develop and come up with ideas for them and then on the side outside of that I can then go back to those skills that I weren't wasn't didn't have time as a freelancer to 
explore and learn and actually then become better as a whole of being a videographer and then on the side the, the animation aspect and things like that and actually developing all of the skills all at the same time um, rather than being stuck in running my business and just doing similar not obviously <laughs> the same thing all the time but similar styles of videos and recording processes and the fact that it's it's so strategic in a way that it's not being able to be flexible in different types of creativity but why i find that fascinating and why this podcast was set up is because you so the business is going well so that's a, a sort of a big tick but from what you've just said the creative side is kind of lacking you're not scratching that creative itch because a lot of not all but a lot of promo films or corporate films or however you want to term it of course they do have a the side of creativity but it's still within a box um and if and if you're just churning out those week in week out you maybe be, could become a bit stale so i love the fact that you you've sort of taken yourself out of the comfort zone um and if you can be in that position where you're being paid to learn essentially uh, but and you've still got your freelance business on the side two three four five years down the line you're going to be in an incredible position um where you're going to be doing those projects that creatively satisfy you but also good for the business so is that the plan yeah basically um going in-house will just allow me to learn and develop so much more and then focus on other sides of my creative spur outside of it so like stop motion animation i absolutely adore but it takes absolutely forever <laughs> to yes. do so being um self-employed if i don't have a high paying client that wants to pay for my time to do that stop motion then i have no time to do that stop motion because it, it can take hours to weeks if you do it right um it's i mean i spent one time i spent six hours just building a model um that was just, and i hadn't even started animating yet and it was ridiculous um the amount of time that it can get burned uh, in the animation process but I, I just it will allow me to, to to get out there and create those more yeah yeah well best of luck with it best of luck with it Alex, we've come to um, near enough the end, near enough the end, but uh, we've got three, three more quick fire questions to go. You can give long answers if you like, but um, generally these are slightly short and sharp um, and for the uh, audience listening, um, they should potentially take some value from it. Um, the first question is about success, essentially, um, and how you define success. Um, and what actually it looks like for you and your business? Um, so success is such a, a difficult one because it, it varies for every single person. You can't, I personally don't base success on the amount of money that's in the bank account. I base it on how comfortable I am, how much time I have and the fact that I can actually do things that I enjoy. So if I've been successful within my business, I know that because I can go to the beach at the weekends and not have to worry about the fact that I can't put dinner on the table or develop my, myself and go out and play laser tag or something stupid like that and just enjoy that after work. And, and then the other part of success for me is actually then being in love with my job. The fact that I love my job so much, that is a success in itself. I've found something that I enjoy so much and I look forward to getting creative with different businesses. Brilliant. Just as a, a little follow on, 
from that. You said money's not important, um, and I totally respect that. But do you have targets for the business? And that's not to say and that's not to say that that is say money or a number of clients. But yeah, do you set targets within your business? Um, I, I do, but not in probably a business sense. I set targets for the amount of money so that I can buy new kit. <laughs> I just, uh, I, the targets are um, the equipment base that's all sitting on my wish list on Amazon. And that, that, that target is slowly buying each and every one of those. Um, and that is um, <laughs> the target of the business. And once I have all of that, I will be unstoppable creation queen, let's say, um, I think. And I've, yeah, that is my, my targets are to have all of that equipment and then getting maybe if I stay as a freelancer, getting an office and maybe then hiring in other editors and video people to work with me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the target idea there. Okay, the only trouble with that is as soon as you tick off that wish list, um, a new wish list will magically appear. So don't worry about that. 100%. And that's why it's, it's, a great, it's a great target to have, because you'll always be developing, growing and finding out new things you can buy. Second question of the final three. For your chosen profession, so we'll keep it videography or stop motion or however you want to take that. Um, but what is the, the book or the resource that has had the biggest impact on you? Oh, um, one of the biggest impacts that I've actually recently found um, is podcasts, strangely enough. Um, okay. I've just started listening to another podcast called Business Anchors um, by the Knowlton Brothers. Um, and they are hilarious, but they they come up with like such good ideas and just having that on in the background sometimes really does help and random podcasts that just kind of makes your mind settle um, is really, really good. And yeah, unfortunately, I'm not a big book reader, so I can't name a specific book. Um, however, I have just started a book called the TV Presenters Handbook. And the reason why I'm reading that is to help them, my clients be confident in front of a camera. Um, so yeah, that's the TV Presenters Handbook is a good one and a good podcast that is about marketing. Just before the last question, where can people find you on the social? Um, I am on LinkedIn as Alex Durham. I am on Facebook as Alex Durham Freelance. And I'm on Instagram as Alex Durham Freelance. And if you really fancy checking me out, then you can go to my website, which is alexdurhamfreelance.com. <laughs> you mentioned a second ago, you mentioned that you were reading about being a TV presenter in your book. And you delivered that in a perfect TV presenter way. So, uh, so that book is obviously very good. Perfect. Yep. I'm, I'm glad that it's rubbing off on me. <laughs> <laughs> the last question is, in one sentence, what one piece of advice would you give a person starting in your industry tomorrow? Don't worry, you'll make it worse. <laughs> Simple as that. It's very true. Do you want to expand on that? I love that. In short, basically, the more you worry about not getting there, the less likely you are going to get there um because you are panicking about how people see you and how they perceive on the stuff that you do but if you know you're a creative then just be creative it wouldn't be a podcast if i didn't give you a call to action so it would be amazing if you could subscribe and also spread the word all social media links and details of the podcast are in the show notes 
Have a nice one, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Squaring the Circle.